You're listening to the Kingdom Flow Podcast. I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Ian Sperry. Now more than ever, we're in a time where Christians need to rise up. Business owners and corporate executives have a great opportunity to capture hearts by living out their faith, holding the line that's being challenged every day. Listen in as we work to uncover ways to help you live your life by design and challenge the norm by breaking down barriers and truly encouraging you to go all in on your faith. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. Let's go. Oh, dude, I forgot to tell you. Someone, um, so the guy, James, that I was talking to, we were just, we were talking about the podcast and um, I was getting about to get off the phone and he made, he goes, oh, you're going to go watch some Real Housewives? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, that's literally what he said. And I couldn't, I couldn't. Did it catch you off guard? Oh, dude, I was like, no, no, I'm not. What? Oh, man. I didn't even think think about it. But literally, he said I was laughing so hard. And I was like, why were you? Oh, he said he was laughing so hard. And I was like, why are you laughing? Like, what were you laughing about? Which part? And he's like, well, (laughs) the fact that you're sitting there watching Real Housewives is pretty funny. But then number two, I was laughing because I was thinking about all the stupid things that we do as humans to get our minds off. Like, it's just (laughs) ridiculous. And so he said it made me laugh and think about the crap that I do because it's just, you know, goofy. But anyway, it was it was he mentioned that I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. It was pretty funny. It made me laugh a lot. It made me laugh really hard, actually. Well, I think that's that's part of the opener because I hit the record button. So we got it. So so that's it. So you could just go right into prayer, my friend. Go ahead. Kick us off. Yeah, let's pray. Father, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for another opportunity to to just talk about you, talk about life, talk about how you're in our lives and how you're working in and through us. And uh, again, we just pray for the listeners um, that whatever they're going through right now, Lord, that your spirit would be with them, that you would comfort them and that you would walk them through um, all of it, the good, bad, and in between. And so, Lord, we honor you with this time. Um, We honor you with this conversation and we ask that you bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, on on top of that, I... I had thought of something else and then that was just, that was completely unscripted. So, and I hit the record button and captured that part, but that was, that was in reference to the episode with Donnie Carr where Ian, Ian laid it out out there. All those incredible (laughs) nuggets. All the, I I got a call and I guess I got a call from somebody that's listening to the podcast that I, um, and they listen to it and and they, they really enjoying it. And all the, all the goodies that, um, all the goodies that we, we have on this, uh, they they recognized Real Housewives. That's so great. I'm glad I'm giving quality. But I will give you some kudos. And this is this is what I wanted to uh, to let you shine for a minute. And, oh, geez. and you know we've we've had a couple of weeks where we've kind of poked poked fun at a couple things that that you've done, and you know can never forget the lottery. Uh, you know it, we we talked about Real Housewives. We talked about the gag reflex. <laughs> But uh, I do want to um, commend you and honor you for a minute because I think it's, you know, we're now in the, this will be released like third or fourth week of January. So by now, people have already um, kicked off the new year. They've, they've probably been doing very well at 
most of their goals, you know, the first couple of weeks, but yeah. you know, third and fourth week of January is when a lot of people pull Dropping. back. Dropping out of the gym, that's when the gym starts getting back to normal and everything else. I mean, that's the easy one to pick on, but everybody has obviously so many different different goals and everything. So for you, you know, you've talked about this um, a couple times on some previous episodes about how you dropped so much weight mm -hmm. and, and really in a short amount of time when you when you just look at over the course of probably call it nine to, to 12 months now, yep. even when you made that decision. So give the listeners some, some feedback on your thoughts on how you were able to, how you were able to not just uh, drop the weight, but how you've been able to keep it off and, and just some of the, maybe some tips that, that you can provide from your own personal story about, I mean, you've essentially almost lost uh, almost 40 pounds in, in 12 months. So we were looking at we 38 looking is at, almost 40, by we were, the way. Yeah, Sean, you're right. <laughs> I was being exact. We were looking at pictures uh, at dinner and this was, I guess, yeah, it was, yeah, it was about a year and a little over a year ago. And it was just crazy. Um, the difference, what 40 pounds looks like. So, so what does that look like? I mean, how did you, you obviously, a lot of people do this. We all yeah. make decisions. Hey, I have a goal to do X, but then what we talked about on uh, on also on a previous episode is the execution of mm -hmm, of some of these mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. and and what we were talking about on that episode is the activation of our faith but in this case there's an activation that needed to happen in terms of your health and becoming a person that is healthy instead of just yeah. being a diet like ha being a person who's on a diet so talk a little bit about that transformation yeah. um so it it Honestly, for me, it, it really was getting, I know we talked about it on a previous podcast, but it was order. It started off going, I had to get things in order in my life. And one of those was, was health. And, um, it was, I, I'm a, I'm a big believer now more than ever in little compounding things done over time, create really big results. Absolutely. And so it, it you know, it, it wasn't anything crazy. It was, Hey, I'm going to I, I intermittent fast now. I mean, some people like it, some people hate it. Some people can, you know, whatever, but that's what works for me. And so, um, I started off not eating till waking up and drinking my, uh, athletic greens. That's what I drink every single morning. If you want to look it up, they're legit. Um, some people get a little bit of a heartburn. Um, I don't like it. You don't I, like it? it? For me, it personally did give me some heartburn it, and, yeah. and some, just some, some, not just some not good, <laughs> not so good burps. Yeah. I'll get yeah. one solid one whenever I'm running. I'm like, oh, there's the athletic greens. But other than that, I really like it. So I, I started off at like 9am and then I pushed it back to 12. Then I pushed it back to two. And so now I eat between one and two every day. Um, and it was the little things that I just, so I, I would encourage anybody that's in this process of, you know, new year, um, start with one small thing until you become a master of that one small thing Absolutely. and then go to the next small thing and then master that next small thing. And then over the course, when I was doing it, I looked over six months. Um, so it, it subcategorized for me in a couple of ways. Number one, blood work. I get my blood drawn every, every quarter. And so I realized my blood was off. And so I started, Hey, what can I do to make my blood better? So then the next quarter I looked at my blood and it was better. So I had mastered the blood work side of it. Then it came the weight and the food. Then it came, honestly, too, we came out of a pandemic. Alcohol consumption went way down. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. I like wine. I think it's great, um, but it has to be in moderation. And so um, 
I, it, it went way, way down for us, um, for Mikhail and I both. And so, um, but it's, I didn't do all of that at once. Yeah. Cause if I would have done all that at once, I, I would have been like 99.9% of people that, or even people that keep the weight off or get, healthier, get, you know, weight down, but then within a month, come back. Absolutely. I think what I'm more proud of, um, is that I've kept it off and it's become a lifestyle versus just a flash in the pan. Absolutely. So if that's kind of how I would encourage it, just take a little bite at a time. Maybe it's, Hey, I'm going to skip breakfast today, or maybe it's, Hey, I'm going to start taking multivitamins or, Hey, maybe I'm going to limit my alcohol consumption to when my wife and I are hanging out on the weekend or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Just something small, conquer it, and then go to something else, small, conquer it. And then next thing you know, your mountain has, or your molehills has turned into a mountain, Yeah, which is good. Yeah. No, man, you've done a great job. And I Thanks. think, uh, I think it's worth, maybe we should look at having you know, a functional medicine doctor on the, on the show at yeah. some point to talk yeah. and, and help some people like that. Cause I think that's a lot of people for a lot of people. It was for me. It's not even on their radar. We had to seek this out, this type of, uh, functional medicine type of eating and lifestyle because of my wife's, mm -hmm. um, autoimmune disease mm -hmm. that she contracted early on. And this was 12 years ago. So yeah. mind you, functional medicine was barely a thing. Whole Foods was barely a thing. Yeah. It was very, very difficult. So uh, we've been at this type of um, health journey for, for a long time. But a couple of easy books to read that I think um, could help some listeners that, that will really get into the science uh, about some of the things that you were talking, especially in terms of fasting, is uh, I'm, I'm a huge Dave Asprey fan. Yeah. You know, oh, he's yeah. the bulletproof coffee guy. I'm not a fan of the actual consumption of Bulletproof Coffee. It makes me really bloated, but his book, Superhuman, and then he has another book called Fast This Way that highlight and break down all the science. We're not scientists. No. I, I barely even remember why I take certain supplements because I just, I, I remember reading about why I take feeling certain good. ones, but I'm feeling good. I'm not, Keep let's, let's go. Yeah. You know, like the big ones, like vitamin D and some yeah. like zinc. I like, I understand that, but then they're like, there's some others where I'm just like, wait, I have to think about it again. Why I'm taking this again? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember. But yeah. a lot of that came from those two books and then following another guy called David Sinclair. And it's all yep. about longevity and just feeling better. It's not about living till you're 200 years old. It's just about, hey, when you get the older you get, if you can feel better and control certain things uh, as far as your food intake or supplements you're taking do it. I mean, that's, it's totally worth it. The last thing you want to be doing when you're old is being able to barely get up out of your recliner. Yeah. You know, I don't want to live that. I don't, you know, that's, that, that that's just not. A, no, a I don't think it's, I don't life. think it's the way God intended us to live either. And so, but uh, all that to say, and this is kind of, I'm going to try to tie this into what we're talking about today is, um, you know, in terms of health, in terms of order, in terms of everything, peace, everything that we're talking about, you're essentially going to be able to seek and find what you're seeking. Mm -hmm. Like when you set your mind on something that you want to do and commit to it, you're truly going to be able to find it. And, and frankly, that, that could be a good thing or that could be a bad thing. And, and so what we're going to get into today is talking at a high level um, about a couple topics and I've got, I've got a few verses that we'll, we'll get into, but it all ties together. But along the lines of what we're seeking and, and why we need to seek it, we go to the ever so popular verse in Matthew six thirty three, 
And what that verse says is, um, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. But here's where I think a lot of people stop at, at verse 33. Verse 34 says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So what does that have to do with my life in, in 2023 now? Um, a lot of things that I really had to learn back, um, even starting coming into the year 2022. So almost, you know, I would call it 13, 14 months ago, God started revealing to me that the year 2022 was going to be a year of rest for me. And, and really, when we look at it, the kingdom of God and what, I mean, there's, there's so many different angles that you could take this when we think about the kingdom of God. But in this particular case, what, what God was doing in my life was the kingdom of God represents steadiness. It represents peace. And ultimately, it, it, it represents resting in his word and resting in the Lord. And, and so what I really focused on was seeking peace, seeking rest. And this is also um, two parts to this. There's the physical rest, but there's also the internal rest that comes along with that. And I think we forget a lot of times that the ultimate gift that was given to us by our heavenly father was, was Jesus and what he represents and the sacrifice that he made. And truly what he brings to us is life and peace. And, and that's a big part of, I think, what, what I've really learned in the year 2022. And, and a, a lot of that had to do with just the, the market and everything. And me being in real estate, it was just not a great time to be buying a lot of properties and everything else. So what that looked like for me was also kind of market driven. But I knew going into that year, even before like interest rates really started hiking, that, that God was telling me to just pull back a little bit and, and rest. But... <clears throat> What that means too is not just not just you know kicking my feet up and reclining. The the biblical rest that we're talking about comes with worship as well. Worship being the primary focus when we are in His rest, that it is an act of worship. So how are we putting ourselves into a position where we can posture our hearts to be able to receive that gift of peace that He promises for us? You know, and that's ultimately what I come down, what I go back to is that God is a God of peace. He is steady. He's not hurried and he's relaxed. That's why there's so many things, uh, so many scriptures all throughout, especially the New Testament, where it talks about not being anxious and um, just casting all your cares on him is, is because he is truly a relaxed God and wants us to, to lock with him and walk in step in him. And, and truly just be in rest with him. Yeah. So it's funny. You're, you're, I've been, I kind of knew the topic you're going to bring up today, but it's, you know, I've been looking at it too. Um, not necessarily peace in itself, but I've been looking at these words that we talk about, whether it be order, whether it be peace, whether it be, um, um, rest, what, all these different words that we like to describe, um, fruits or attributes or things that God can give us. And you made a comment that I think is very crucial to this and really crucial to any of the stuff that we're talking about is 
the piece that you're talking about, like you said, is not recliner piece. It's not laid back piece. It's actually this, in this sense, it's active piece. And not only is it active piece, but it's, we're, we're turning that word. I don't know what piece would be. Is piece like an adjective or a noun? My wife would know. I think it's, it, it could like in this be, case, it would be a noun. It'd be a noun, right? Yeah. We're trying to, I want to, I want to take it. And I was reading, I was writing my journal again, not with peace, but another thing, but I want to take it and turn it into an adjective, like a, like a verb, right? Yeah. Like to where it's, it's active and moving. And so when, when, when you say peace and I could be wrong, but what I'm thinking is from you, you're actively doing things to to make sure that your environment, that your heart, so you made a comment too, which I think is huge. It's not just outward peace, but inward peace. And now the doctors going back to the health stuff, the doctors are saying you can have outward peace all day long from the outside, yeah. but inward, if your inward is not, your outward or your, your body is jacked up. I talked about it last time with my anxiety. They tested my, I don't know what's called adrenals or something. Yeah. Adrenal glands. It's huge. Dude. They're, they they told me when I was going through my, all my anxiety and stress. Now, from the outside, I looked okay, but on the inside, between my ears, I was in flight or fl- fight or flight mode so intense that my adrenals, they're like, you're in, not adrenal failure. It was like right before- Adrenal bef- fatigue. Fatigue. Fatigue, yes. Adrenal fatigue. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? You're like, dude, you're in fight, fight or flight mode so much that your body doesn't know how to- The cortisol's all off. All this junk was off. Yeah. And it was- putting my internal body out of peace, even though the external was in peace. So when the listeners are saying, when you think peace, a lot of people think kick back, grab a beer, turn on the game. And that's peace. That's not peace. No, it might be a form of peace on a very, very small portion of, of our lives. Right. We like, there's times where we enjoy not doing anything and just hanging out. Right. But it's, it's an active peace. It's a verb that is happening every single day, to make sure that the surroundings, your outside surroundings are aligning with the internal peace that you're seeking. Does that make sense? hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and that's kind of a lead into the, one of the verses that I wanted to highlight. Uh, I've got, I've got a few that we can get into and you can tie all the theology behind it too, but oh, it's, Lord. it's, <laughs> um, it's, it starts with Hebrews four, nine, and I'll just mm-hmm. read a couple uh, verses through that, but it, it highlights the active behind it. And it says, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hmm. Active peace. Active peace. That's spot on with what we're talking about. And I think it's a lot of people have probably never heard of adrenal fatigue because I know I didn't. I heard this word 12 years ago when Lindsay got diagnosed with this. And and one doctor pointed this out to her with just her, the way that her cortisol is consistently spiked. So your your cortisol is... um, I don't even know what, what's the scientific word. What is, what is your cortisol? Is it a, it's like a hormone. It's a that, hormone. Yeah. It's so a, yeah. it's a hormone. And when it, um, when it fires up, it usually fires up in the morning means it's spike. That's your body waking up, but then it levels off for the day. But the problem is in today's world, because we are so 
you know, blow and go type world. We're, we're in chaos we're all around us. We have work to do. We have kids to take to school. Then we get home. We don't, we barely have time to eat. We, we go to the practice and, and do everything. And then we wake up and do it all over again. Your body is in your cortisol stays high and stays yep. peaked. That is not healthy. And that is why at the end of the day, a lot of people just feel completely depleted where they don't, they don't know what else to do other than just to sit and veg and, and, and have a bag of chips and a beer and a whiskey, whatever their guilty pleasure is. But this is, this is part of the issue right here. And it, it, it we touched on a little bit when we were talking about order, but when we're tired, that's when we're tempted the most. Mm. And that's when we're tempted the most to not withhold our standard of living that we've set for ourselves. And, but, but when we're energized, the temptation dies. So we want to make sure that there is a physical component to rest that comes along with that. But it's the active part of that is a sign of worship. How are we still going to use that to worship our father and keeping that day sacred and holy, right? I mean, this goes to um, the Sabbath is essentially not negotiable. Like this is, this is, this is, I would, I would call this a key takeaway right here. Yeah. <laughs> this is the practical nature of it. The Sabbath is not negotiable. Um, we look at two verses, the, the law, remember the law of first mention that we talked about in our first order podcast, you know, God in Genesis two, I think is when God rested on the seventh day. Yes. Right? He did rest. Yeah. So God rested on the seventh day. And in that it, it's, um, I think it is, it's verse two, it's like, or, or chapter two, but the first three verses talk about on the seventh day, God rests. One of the key words that he, that or phrases that he said in that, um, in that scripture is that he made it holy. The Sabbath is now holy. Now we didn't get the commandment to keep the Sabbath until Exodus, mm -hmm. but it was a big one. It was part of the Ten Commandments, and I yeah. think a lot of people really forget that we, yeah, we got the murder, we got the lies, do not lie, we got, you don't know, don't cheat, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, cheat, do yeah. not commit adultery. But when it comes to the Sabbath, people just take this lightly, and and frankly, I do too. Like sure. I'm still like I'm talking about this because it's it's top of mind. In in the year of 2022 was a, a year of rest for me, but now as I'm coming into, um, you know, kind of growth mode again what is what what is something that i'm going to be working on this year is truly looking at every week and carving out a 24 hour period to make sure that i keep that sabbath so that i can recover and rest and truly work to make it holy because in the new covenant it doesn't it's it's not on a a saturday right sure. it's it, it can be any time period yep. any any day yep. you know because it's uh paul says what is he? I can't remember exactly where it is, but he he talks about not one day being more important than the other. Okay. Yeah, and I think when we look at how we can implement the Sabbath in our lives, if we just cover a twenty-four hour time period, it could look like from noon on Saturday to noon on Sunday. That's your Sabbath, yeah. or it could be any you know on Friday if you if you have Fridays off that you know we have a lot of oil and gas guys in Houston mm -hmm. that don't work Fridays. 
you could have Friday be your Sabbath day, but something that we can do to truly disengage, but then how do we make it an act of worship through that is going to be up to us by how we posture our hearts through that. Yeah, I think there's a couple, this, this is a huge topic that we don't talk about enough because of the rat race of a society that we're in. Um, like Kyle said, we're just always going. And I look, dude, I'm even thinking about it here. We do a pretty decent job, I think, at Sabbath. I think it's because we've, you know, for us, Mikhail and I, we've intentionally sought out people to help us in this area, you know, um, Hey, it's okay. It, this goes back to anything. If you're going to the gym, if you need a nutritionist, if you can't seem to get it over, get over the hump on your on your own, get some help. It is not okay, or it's not. It's it's actually not okay for you not to get some help, like right, like like God wants you to live this life and live it well. And so, whether it be like again, a diet, exercise, a Sabbath, um, a marriage, um, addiction, whatever it is go get some help. So we've gotten some help in this area um, to really help us identify Sabbath um, and to really walk out Sabbath. And it's, it's, but if you look back in the old Testament across the board, I mean, there's, and I, you know, one day we'll, you know, one day we need to bring on Rabbi, any Rabbi Michael and bring him on here just to go through some more sure. details. It'd be really cool for the listeners to hear just kind of the old Testament. Um, but there's, I mean, even when we do our crops and stuff like that in the Old Testament, on the seventh year, there was this rest. It was a re, what was the point of it? It was to be rejuvenated, restored, mm-hmm. right? It was to be, it's like the Energizer Bunny. It was you plug in to where you can then go again for six more days and do everything that God has called us to do. This is not a passivity. It is a, it is an act, an active work. And so God has called all of us on under the sound of my voice to do incredible things, but you cannot do it if you're burnt out, period. And so it is, um, for us, we do pick normally it's a, it's a, it's a 24 hour deal and we are getting better at this. At first we heard it and we were going through it and it was like, yeah, we picked one out. Um, and, and then we kind of, we did it for a little bit and then, Hey, why are we fighting again, Michaela? Why are we feeling this way? Why are we with the kids? Oh, right. We forgot. We forgot our Sabbath. We forgot to get restored. We forgot to rest. We forgot to connect during this time, right? And so you said, hey, how does it look like an act of worship? Just to, for us, Sabbath doesn't mean not doing anything either. And it's like, well, that's what the Bible said. You don't do anything. This In in the Old Testament, again, that is, I don't want to get into all the details about covenants, but when Christ came, there, there's this, there's this new covenant that we have with him and he restored those things to where, man, it's what, what, what do we do that fills our tank again? Absolutely. Right. What do we do that, um, we enjoy to where we get life out of it? What do we do to where we get rest out of it? And so, um, that for me is how it becomes an act of worship is, is we then now begin to, live our life in such a way to where even when we are receiving his rest, it's an, it's a gift back to him and saying, Hey, I'm being so intentional of this Lord, that the gift that you've given me, that I'm going to give it back to you and taking time off and giving it rest back to you. That's spot on. That, that was a point that I had also written out was rest was a gift for man. Mm -hmm. The rest was a gift. The Sabbath was a gift for man. Yeah. And, and, if we don't take it seriously as our, as, as God does and, and continuing to make it sacred and, and to the point where he called that, he designated that day as a holy day. 
it's not a legalistic thing. This is, we always talk about this. It's no, not, it's not a legalistic thing. It's this a is, this, thing. This is, is so much freedom and restoration. And kind of the second point of that, or the verse I should say that I wanted to, to draw attention to was uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It says, come to me, all who, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love that verse. I mean, we, first of all, until I really studied this, I always heard that. You know, I'm not a farmer. I never knew what really a yoke was. But (laughs) for those who are like me and come from the city folk, the yoke is it was a tool in the biblical times. It was a tool that they used to specifically train oxen. So they wouldn't just let a new ox uh, be tied up next to another ox and have them plow the field. They would put the 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 young ox um, tied or yoked to the older ox to show them how they needed to to walk and plow yep. so they wouldn't be wild and rambunctious and crazy and everything like that. That's the picture that Jesus is, is trying to depict here. Come to me, mm-hmm. rest in me, yoke to me because his burden is light. And that is truly something that when, when I really had that realization that, that I needed to rest, it's, it's almost like we need to keep a Sabbath, but there needs to be a carve out of our day where we, we're just operating in stillness. Like we get still because that's the other part of it from, from an act of worship standpoint, God speaks to us in a whisper. And, and how do you hear somebody who's whispering to you? Well, you've got to get close to them. If you're not close to somebody who is whispering to you, you're not going to hear them. They're not going to push through. They're not going to raise their voice. Same thing with, with God. That's, that's just how he communicates. And, it, and if we are not still, and it's got to be on a daily basis, if we are not still for at least, call it 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, or an hour if you're there, if we're not still for a certain time period, we're going to miss something that he may want to show us for that day. Yeah. I, what I like about what you just said too, about that verse, the yoke, I think of when I think of yoke and I, when I think about being yoked with, with Jesus, with Holy Spirit, with the father, when I, when I think of yoking, I, I, I think of the load being shared, right? Yeah. It's, it's all of a sudden like, yes, it's rest. And in that, the way it, in our modern world today, the way rest looks like for us humans that are that are, that are striving, doing big things, doing all, you know, kicking butt and taking names. The way that looks is it's sh- the, the burden shared. And, and so I'm, if I'm an, you know, if I'm an ox and, and I'm, I'm shared this yoke with, with the Lord, it's the, the burden, the weight, the plowing, all of a sudden it's not nearly, not nearly as intense. You know, we, we interviewed Donnie, um, and I don't know if this made that on the podcast or not, but he made a comment like saying, like, hey, you know, it, it every, you know, 700 million almost dollar company, hundreds and hundreds of employees or 150 employees. Like, how does that not, you know, how does that not crush him? Why is he not so stressed out? All this yeah. kind of stuff, right? It's, it, he didn't say it like this, but I, 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 and I would say that this is what he would think is he's sharing that yoke. Mm-hmm. He's sharing that with Absolutely. the Lord. The same, I mean, mine's a little bit smaller, but we have 
three three large businesses across Texas, bunch of employees. It I am at I'll tell you this, dude. I am more at peace with three businesses than I am with one. Absolutely. It's forced me to share the yoke. You see what I'm saying? Yep. It's one of them. It was, it was within my grasp enough to try to control it and hold it and be my little baby and no one can touch it and all this kind of stuff. But now when I've gotten to the point where we've got 46, 47, 46 employees, I've, I got to share. I got to yeah. share it. And I got to share it with the Lord too. This morning I was praying, you know, we're going over New Year's. I mean, it's New Year's now, but we were, we're going over our goals right now and um, for the new year. And some of them, um, it's funny when we, when we go to God and when going to God and there's intimidation there, it's either something really bad or it's something really good that seems too big. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so it's like either we're struggling, God, you got to help us get out of this, blah, 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 blah. Or it's the other end, um, God, this is, you've called me to hike up this mountain and you said you're going to give me this territory, but I don't know how to get there. So, but there was this moment, um, this, even this morning, and it's funny we're talking about this, where I did exactly what you said. Um, I try to do it about 10 to 15 minutes a day where I turn everything off. The kids are gone. And, I literally say nothing. It's been a practice. This this has taken me, I started off and I would encourage, just like we talked about earlier, start off being, I challenge anyone listening to this, start off quiet and see if you can be completely quiet for more than three minutes. Mm. It's going to feel like eternity. Yeah. Then try to go five minutes. I'm telling you, the first time I tried to do three minutes, I thought my, I thought I didn't set my alarm. Cause I, I'll set my alarm, you know, and, and, yeah. and okay, I want to stay three minutes still and just be in your presence, Lord, not move, not say a word. Right. And I thought I didn't hit my alarm cause I thought it was five minutes and I got still got 17 seconds left. Right. <laughs> and so then I went to five minutes to 15, but I did that this morning. I said, God, I, you've, you've called us to big things. Just like Moses said, I'm not going unless you go. Mm. I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to invite you in right? I'm going to invite you to take a piece of this with me. And I'm going to say, Lord, I got, you got to have this. You got to take this burden with me. And it's not, a burden doesn't have to be a bad thing, right? Right. A burden can be a good thing too, but Lord, we got to share this together. Yeah. And all of a sudden this, a tangible piece, people are like, oh no, it's a piece that, you know, you're just, you know, it's, it's just, you know, internal and in your mind. No, 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 no. I felt the peace, took a deep breath in, and then faith began to arise after the peace. Does that make sense? Spot on. So that's that was kind of my ad lib here as you're talking. That's where I thought, think about it this way. Just talking about the tithe. The tithe is a, is a command for us to basically give the first 10% to God with our finances, right? Which means there's a faith element that says, I'm going to trust you completely. And I, that, that you're going to provide that I'm going to, I'm going to do more with 90% than I could do with a hundred percent. Okay. It's no different than when we keep something like a Sabbath. I'm going to do more with six days than I am on the seventh day. This hustle and grind culture, I've been there. It's, it doesn't last. It, you can't operate in that type of season for a long period of time. There was a season when I had, I was essentially growing 
two companies that I had started while also working a corporate executive job. Mind you, I was in a global role, which means the world, uh, there's always somebody across the world who is trying to get a hold of me mm-hmm. about something. So if I didn't have some specific boundaries, even in that time, and I, and I had some boundaries, I did, I did the best I could with, with my circumstances in that role, but I knew it was for a season and I knew I could only do that for a short period of time. And then finally it got to a point where I was, I was comfortable enough. And I said, Hey, I need to drop the corporate job. Let's go, let, let's go in on this faith and let's just trust God that this is what he has for me. This is my next calling. It's not my purpose. It's just my next calling. Right. But there's an element of faith that comes along with resting in God's presence and resting in his peace. And, and so ultimately, I think that's kind of a third point that I had written down. It's how do we, how do we rest in his presence? How do we rest in his peace? Well, we go back to the word. We've got to rest in his word. And, and so we've talked about this on a lot of podcasts where if you're not reading your Bible, how can you truly understand God's character? How do you truly know what he's going to um, have for you that day, how he's going to speak to you and everything else? And I would say this too, if you're just starting out, you know, maybe that's somebody's goal for this new year. Maybe they're just starting out and they really don't feel like they're hearing from God. That's the, the, the last verse that I wanted to highlight is, is Galatians 6, 9. Mm-hmm. You know, do not grow weary in doing good. Because in due season, there will be a reap of harvest. A reap of harvest. Yeah. Absolutely. So continue pushing forward. Continue going through the routine. Establish that routine. And that's something else we talked about previously too. When, if, if there's a day where you f- wake up and you're feeling fatigued or tired, get into the routine and and maybe God will show. So I don't know how many times it's happened to me where I just didn't wake up feeling like I wanted to read my Bible that day, but I, I do it knowing that there will likely be something from me. And then it com- it turns completely around in a matter of minutes that has now completely changed my trajectory for the day. Resting in his word from a practical standpoint looks like this for me. And I changed this. I didn't change this until last year. It's slowly reading through the Bible, meaning I might read two or three chapters in a week. Like that's it. I'm not reading a chapter a day. I'm not reading a Bible in a year. I'm truly trying to consume this content and and, and understand the scriptures and, and just drive them deep within my soul and within my heart. And so I will read the same chapter over the course of at least at a minimum two days. Sometimes that's four days. I mean, there's even been chapters. I think when I first started doing this, I was reading it for like a week because I was getting so much. And then I look up and like the entire chapter is like underlined and highlighted. Oh, I'm like, got nowhere room, I got no room. Man, I got, let me just underline this whole thing. So, like, but, but I would challenge everybody who is like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are, you know, said, I'm going to read the Bible in a year. That's great. I know your intentions are pure, but be cautious of not allowing that in itself just to become a burden. Because what happens if you miss, like, what happens if you get off pace and you don't read your Bible? Because I'm like, what happens if you don't read your Bible for a day? Well, now you got to catch up and then you got to like cram and it's like, now it's a chore. You don't want that. That's I, not how you should read your scripture. I read it one time. I did that. And and there was a, there was a time where I had like the flu. And it's like, it wasn't because I was bored of not reading. 
the Bible. It was because all right, I couldn't read the Bible. I, I, I couldn't open my eyes, dude. I was like out of it, right? But I get back up day three or four after the flu, and it's like four, four or five chapters a day. And I, I look at it, I'm like, I've got to read 26 chapters of Leviticus today. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was, it was the yeah. most, it was the worst grind in the world. Just to say you did it. Just to say I did it to check off the box, which again, I, I will say this too. There is something when you get to a certain point too, to where it, it is cool to be, I've, I've read the Bible through and through multiple times now and it is it, but let it be over let it be over years. Let a let, couple years. Yeah, a few let, years. Let Absolutely. let those verses sink down deep in your soul, and let it um, maturate and mature, and then let it produce the fruit that God intended it to produce. Look, you got to get the seed, which is the word. You got to plant it in your soul, and then you got to be in the water the word with your own words every single day, and then all of a sudden that word or that verse, right? Um, will produce the harvest that God has always wanted it to produce from the very beginning. Totally. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I mean, this, this probably single act of how I changed my quiet time up changed my life Yeah, because it caused me to move slow. And I wasn't trying to accomplish anything other than ingesting the word, consuming the word, washing my soul in the word, ultimately resting in his word. I was really focused on, on just how can I ingrain this in my body to where it's a philosophy of life and not just a performance driven check mark because I'm a great Christian. I'm going to read the Bible in a year. Sure. I, I've done that too. I, I've read the Bible in a year Yeah, and I'm same way. Like you right out of the gate, right after you get past Exodus, you know, you want a downward slope here Leviticus, quick. Leviticus, Leviticus numbers, numbers are Deuteronomy. There's a rough one, dude. Hey, if you miss a day, you know, you're going to be reading a lot of, of cows <laughs> and sheep, and, you know? Yeah. But it, I say that too, because like also at the, in the same breath, you, you don't have to sit there and dwell on some of the Levitical law. Just, just understand the context. And that's why it goes back to that. It'd be helpful to understand yeah, the Greek and the Hebrew and, and how, how we should be looking at applying some of that to our sure. lives. Because at the end of the day, a lot of those commandments and, and statutes were for specifically for Israel. Yeah. So, so uh, go back, go back. You were saying you, this as well. You were kind of explaining how it looks like in your daily life. Is that kind of how you were explaining it just now? Yeah. So I would say to, 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 you know, tie a bow on that. Yes. What it looks like. I'll start on a greater level. And I want to see if it's the same as mine yeah. or because we never so, really talked about it. So this, this year. I'm looking at it and I've got to do it on a week to week basis because our, you know, schedules change. So every week is going to look different, but I'm going to carve out a 24 hour, a full 24 hour period where that will be considered my Sabbath day. Okay. So that might look like on a weekend where maybe we don't have kids sports. Maybe it is just Sunday, or maybe it's like the, what I mentioned earlier, I, I Saturday at noon through Sunday at noon. So there's a, a full 24 hour time period. So that is going to be a heightened focus. And what I'm going to plan to do in that time is make sure that I am doing something that energizes me as well as like taking some time to, I mean, I, I do like to sit on the recliner and watch sports like that. That is restoring to me. Um, I, I tend to think like reading, reading leadership books and stuff like that, that is actually more work for me. It doesn't come as easy. So I'm certainly probably not going to 
pick up a heavy read during that time. Although I do, I do want to make that as, as part of it because I also in the same breath, it also energizes me when, when I am in a good book. So, or just getting it out and, and walking, finding a trail, like I, that's what I want to do. Um, especially just finding a time in that 24 hour period where I can go for 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour walk just by myself, no phone. I might bring a notepad, but that's it. And, and just allow that, like do, do a longer prayer walk. So it's like truly giving that time to, um, to make that time period holy. And, and frankly, probably try to do that portion of it on the front end of the Sabbath, whatever that looks like. So that's what I'm looking like on a week, weekly basis. But I think I, I do a pretty good job of this on a daily basis where every day, every morning right now, it just comes easy for me. Um, and I enjoy it because, and it fuels me to be in my word and I, I carve out. Um, so I usually right now, um, I'm waking up at in between five and five thirty, and I'll spend anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour through this process of, um, praying, meditating where I'm trying to be still and, and it's work. Uh, I am definitely reading my Bible during that time. And then I'm also journaling. And so sometimes that takes me 20 minutes. Sometimes that can actually take an hour if, if I'm, you know, really feeling like I'm, I'm in the flow. In the zone. In the, in no, the, flow, the kingdom flow. The kingdom flow. <laughs> so, um, but that's kind of what it looks like on a day, daily basis. And, I, and I, I would also really challenge people to really do what you've got to do to make sure that this is a priority. Like if you already get up so early because you've got to commute, get up 30 minutes earlier. You can do it. I did it. I had to change my, my whole schedule so I could carve out some time when, um, when it didn't feel like there was much time. Cause my, cause my kids, my two boys were getting up so stinking early. Mm -hmm. I had to get up a little bit earlier before them so I could carve that out and make sure that, you know, I'm not waking up to them beside my bed at, you know, five o'clock in the morning in tears because they want their bar and cereal. <laughs> I want to have a cup of coffee yeah. and be in my word. So um, and, and then just what I shared about how I'm reading the word, I think that's, that's critical. Yeah. I think it's taking time. Like if you're, if this is your third week and you started a Bible in the year plan, like don't, don't be discouraged by this. We're not coming down to you, but I would really challenge you to think it's not going to be a, a, um, I don't know. It's not like you're, you're letting yourself down because you change course on how you're reading the Bible. No, just think it's. Think quality it's, over quantity. And everything that we do, yeah. quality over quantity. Yeah. There's, I, I, would, I would ask somebody, why do you have that goal if you're trying to power through the Bible in a year? The Bible was written over like tons of years. <laughs> I don't even know how to quantify that. <laughs> yeah. Tons of years, yeah. like thousands of yeah. eons. And yeah. Yeah, like the, so, so why are we trying to read and Stop. comprehend that inside of 12-month period? When, when this, play the long game. Go slow. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're talking about peace and how do we get that and how do we walk that out? For me, some of the, the, the for me, I've got to hear, I may have mentioned this podcast, I may have not, but I've got to hear my voice speak his words over yes. my life. And so again, New Year's, I would encourage anyone listening to this, get, start off with five verses. Right now I've got, uh, I've done this long enough now to where I've got a, laundry list of, of verses. And, um, 
but start off with just five verses, right? And, and begin the process of just faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? And so when, when it's one thing to hear a, a message from a pastor, it's one thing to hear a good podcast, it's one thing to hear um, a good teaching, it's another thing for your soul to begin to hear your voice speak what the Father is speaking over you. And so for me, when I am able, how do I create this atmosphere of peace? How do I, um, how do I start my day? I begin by speaking and quoting the words, the words of the Bible over my life so that I can remind myself um, of whose I am and who I am in Christ Jesus. And so that's, that's one of the main things on how I, how I create peace for me. Um, and then two, number two, I mean, I'm, I'm very similar to you, Kyle, in the sense of, man, I am, um, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe a chapter or two a day. Maybe, um, I was on something today in Exodus pretty hard. Um, that maybe we'll talk about on the podcast with, with Moses. It was, it was really good. And how, um, yeah, how he was able to stay in kingdom flow, even despite, you know, because you think about it, side note, squirrel moment, not only, not only was he leading all these people, doing all this stuff, taking them miracles, crazy, crazy, crazy. He's writing, he's writing the Torah. Yeah. Like he's writing, it's just like, what? Like, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty intense. And so he had, and I I know I've mentioned this before on Ruel had to come in and he had to create peace in Statio. He had to create this moment to where he could calm his, calm his inner, inner body so that his external could follow suit. And so, um, yeah, I'm probably the same. I'm, I'm quoting scripture. I'm reading the word. And then for me, big, big change in 2023 for me, I felt like the Lord was telling me the day, Hey, I want you to begin. I want you to start praying more. Mm. And, and, and like, I always pray. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm good in that sense where like every day I'm praying something, but this yearning and this deep connection of prayer that I don't think I've tapped into quite yet. And so, um, what I plan on doing this year is really setting aside some good time to just to pray. And like you said before, really it's prayer for me is, is is thanking God. And then number two, praying is being quiet and listening. And so um, that's kind of how I plan on. And then as far as Sabbath goes, man, it's, um, it's pretty similar. It's, it's, it's going to change. It's going to be ebb and flow, but it's going to be intentional. And that's the, and that's the difference. It's, it's not going to be haphazard. It's not going to be thrown in the side. It's going to be, in fact, we're actually starting it now. We're planning Sabbath before we plan anything else. Yeah. That's how we're doing it on our calendars. And so my assistant's got it. Everyone's got it. It's on the calendar, this and this. And um, so, yeah. That's kind of how we're doing it. That's uh, one comment I wanted to make is the, the scripture, how you are, um, speaking it out over you. That's, that's also something that I changed as well. I've, I've taken three verses in 2022 and, um, I'm still, um, there, I haven't finalized what I'm going to do next, but I, that's also like, I'm not operating this on a calendar year. Like I'm, I'm still meditating on these same three verses that I feel like God highlighted to me, you know, 13, 14 months ago. And 
those are the same three verses I've got them memorized, but it's, it, those are the ones that I've just really anchored myself to for the whole year mm -hmm. to just meditate on, use that as part of my practice to really just drive it deeper in my soul. So, um, I like that. And I, I forgot to mention that part, but I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that. And so we've talked about a, a lot of things, but I think, to summarize it, that the practical way to make sure that we're prioritizing rest is just kind of how we how we look at it and, and how we how we view the Sabbath and making sure that it's non-negotiable. It, it's a holy day. It's a holy time period and finding something that energizes us during that time period. Don't do any work. Don't do what you consider work that feels draining. Do your best to really block that out and use that time period as as a time to actually worship, you know, I'm not saying like, go, go be a monk for 24 hours straight, you know, but Hey, if, if that's what it takes, but I mean, use that time as a time to, to, to worship, but then rest in his word and you got to rest in his word every day. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, I just thought about this too, in this little nugget in the new Testament, when Mary and Martha were, you know, all over the place. And, and I forgot which one it was. It was a Mary, well, it was one or two, Mary or Martha was cleaning, cooking, had people over, Jesus was teaching. And it was, it's a beautiful picture of our own lives. A lot of times we, similar to what we talked about last week, Jacob and Israel, you can be Mary or Martha. You can, you can be crazy all over the place or you can sit, rest, receive peace, receive guidance, receive direction, receive clarity but it's got to be a priority. You got to put down the shovel. You got to put down the piece of paper. You got to put down the cell phone and you've got to, um, you got to begin to accept and you got to begin to take in um, what he's given you. So I think um, that's another one. We can be Mary or we can be Martha. Yeah. So that's great. Anything else? I can close this. It sounds like that's a good wrap. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Let's close it. And um, yeah. All right. Stick stick with it, folks. Yeah. We're, we're barely into the new year. <laughs> yeah. Stay committed. That's it. Be like Ian. <laughs> That's the tagline. Father, we love you. Um, we're just grateful for this time that we do get to carve out and, and talk about what's working in our lives and, and just what you have showed us with the hopes that um, that somebody can take just one thing from this and completely transform their life. Um, Lord, we, we are just so grateful that you honor our rest when we do come to you, when we do yoke to, to you, Lord, that you give us the gift of peace that we can truly um, just acknowledge and understand and consume for our own lives, not just our, our, our physical, but our mental and, and just be in a complete state of rest and resting in, in you, Lord. We're grateful for that. We love you, Lord. We pray that you use this podcast to bless somebody today and, and in the future for future listeners. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that you feel encouraged by today's episode. Help us reach the masses by leaving a review and subscribing to the show. We'll see you next time.